Welcome to Hashing Out the Law, Episode 25, Accident Do's and Don'ts. I'm your host, Aya Shashami. This is the podcast where we discuss and hash out legal issues and our topics. Our guest this episode is Christina Malian, a founding partner of MBM Attorneys. Christina has litigated complex cases against multiple parties, including the city of Glendale, city of Los Angeles, and the state of California. She has successfully settled personal injury cases against large worldwide known automobile manufacturers, theme parks, and has resolved contract cases involving high-profile defendants and corporate entities. All right, guys, I'm here for another special video edition of Hashing Out with the Law. My guest here is Christina Mangyan. I've known Christina for how long have we known each other? Close to five years. Close to five more. years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I'm excited to have her on the show. She is here to talk about PI. And one of the things she's going to tell you guys about, what is it, five things that you should do when you get in an accident? Yeah, the top, maybe the top five things that okay. people should do when they get into an accident. So before we get into that, um, I've known you for five years. Uh, you've been practicing for how long? Nearly nine years. Nearly nine years, yeah. Um, Glendale is your office? Glendale, downtown Glendale. Downtown Glendale is where your office is at. And uh, she actually helps out with the Missouri Free Legal Clinic. That's where we met. So she does give back to the community, guys. Um, Christina, tell us a little bit about your practice before we get into the accident. Tell us uh, anything you want to say to the, uh, I'm going to say listeners, but we have viewers too. <laughs> so <laughs> tell us a little bit. So I've been practicing for nine years. Um, I started out in a litigation boutique firm for my first maybe four years and then decided to branch off to my own practice where the firm primarily focuses on personal injury accident cases and estate planning. Okay, that's awesome. And you do mostly the personal injury cases? Yes, I do catastrophic personal auto injury cases. Okay, so I'm driving, I get in an accident. What are the five things I should do? Okay. Well, first and foremost, um, you know, I hope you're okay if you do get into an accident. <laughs> but uh, I would recommend if it's safe, right? Right. At the point of impact, if it's safe for you to, uh, at the position of impact, you stop. If you could get out of the car, assuming you're okay, to take a picture of the scene of the accident as okay. positioned, as, you know, as it happens. Now, most of the time, it's on a freeway or on a busy street, so safety's first, pull over, exchange information. But I would highly recommend, number one, the scene of the accident. Okay. And if you can't do that, definitely take pictures of where the impact occurred. Okay. So that would be number one. Okay, number one. So I get out, I take pictures, mm -hmm. I exchange information. Is that part of number one? Or part of number That's part of number two, okay. exchanging information. And I can break this up to multi-layers, uh, but definitely take pictures of your car. Take pictures of the other car. Take pictures of uh, their driver's license, their registration, and their insurance, and their uh, license plate. Okay. Uh, step number three. Step number three would be is um, have a conversation, exchange information. Um, and once you do that, I, if it's something that you just think that it's going to be disputed, uh, look for witnesses and gather witness information. Okay. What if the other person is hostile? They, they, they get, I want to exchange information, and they're telling me, I'm not going to give you any information. 
what are you doing? This is your fault. Yeah. What do I do? That happens a lot, and uh, it's unfortunate. You know, people are in shock. It's normal. It's the process. The um, law requires us to exchange information. So right. um, hopefully stay calm, stay collected. If they become hostile and there are no serious injuries and whatnot, I would, you know, tell them, you know, let's not get the law enforcement involved. Let's not call the police. But um, you can resort to calling the police and exchanging information at that point. So good. And then that was three, right? That was four, actually. That was four. Okay. Well, what's five? Five, I would say, is if you're injured, even if you have the slightest headache or back injury or, you know, some tension or stress, you know, seek medical treatment immediately because it does have long effects on somebody's body. And we don't realize it until, you know, 24 to 48 hours later. So take care of yourself. Okay. A lot of people who get into accidents, uh, are they think that the police are going to come. Do the police usually come to an accident? See, the very first few questions they ask is, is anybody injured? And when you say no, police tend to not come because, you know, we're using government resources and uh, civil uh, individuals' resources, so they don't tend to come if there's no serious injuries. Okay. But if you let them know that the other person is not exchanging or you anticipate a hit-and-run situation where they just want to flee, how, they will come out. Okay. All right. So uh, the myth that the police are going to come to an accident mm -hmm. just because an accident occurred. Okay. It's a myth. Yeah. It's a, it's a myth. Okay. All right. So I've done all this. Now I want to, uh, I'm injured and I want the other person to, to pay for my bills. I, I have these medical bills. What do I do? Well, hopefully prior to you stacking up all the medical bills, you talk to your insurance carrier. Okay. But prior to that, I would always say talk to your lawyer. Where It's free. It's a free consultation. We don't charge anything to have a conversation. And I always tell anybody that gets involved in an accident, just call me. I usually give them my cell phone number. Call me. Like last night, I got a call at 1030, and I made a claim because um, they needed guidance. So I always say talk to a lawyer. They will guide you in the right way to say, uh, you know, to properly uh, set up the case. And that doesn't mean you're setting it up to, you know, uh, make uh, wrong information or tell the insurance company one thing or another. But, you know, insurance companies are not out there just to right. pay your checks. So definitely, I would say talk to a lawyer. Uh, if you're injured, seek your medical treatment, and then the lawyer will guide you of how to obtain um, bodily injury claims. So the insurance, insurance companies aren't there to pay you? Um, technically, they are. Okay. That's, their, that's, that's what they should do in good faith. They should honor your policy and all the premiums you've paid and all these years you've been a member with them. However, it's not in their best interest to pay out. Okay. So I got rear-ended. My neck hurts. How rich am I going to be? <laughs> well, it depends on your injuries. Everybody's case is different. And if you get rear-ended versus if I get rear-ended or if the topic gets rear-ended, everybody's body's different. Everybody's injuries are different. So once the doctor evaluates you and then I see the medical report, I do my best to you know maximize the case and see what the best settlement would be. But there is no dollar figure. Long gone are the 80s and 90s where a simple fender bender would get you policy limits and, uh, you know, get you a good payout. Right. Okay. So what are some myths that people, uh, that, are, that are out there about accidents? You know, could you tell us some, th some things that aren't true? Like, um, I got hit and I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah. So, well, getting hit is one part of it, right? 
Um, from my experience, I've had cases where my client was rear-ended on the 405 freeway just down the street. And he was stopped in traffic, coming back home, and this uh, guy rear-ended him. So um, I made the claim. It's a straightforward case, right? Rear-end, great. I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to get paid. Well, it became um, known to us that the other side, the third party, was denying liability. And they were saying, my insured never rear-ended your client. In fact, their insured came up with a brilliant story. He said, I was pulled over on the emergency lane because I had stopped because I don't have gas. And your client came and offered me money to help so I can get gas. And therefore, the insurance company denied the claim. Wow. Obviously, we went after them. But, um, yeah, that's did the per Did your client take pictures and stuff at the scene? No. There was no, see, like on the 405, it's a dangerous zone, right? right? I wouldn't want him to get out of the car on the fifth lane and take pictures. However, I did have pictures of his car and the other car, but not at the scene, at the moment of impact. Um, again, my client was driving the truck, one of those, you know, uh, five-door trucks with the big back. Right. So, um, and the other guy was in a sedan. So the impact was very low. Um, he the other car had barely any impact, you know, shown. doesn't matter. Just because cosmetically it doesn't show, you know, underneath layers, there right. might be some internal brain damage. So um, the insurance company still denied. They never inspected my client's car. They never went after their own insurance. They said my client was out of gas, and therefore we have to take his word for it. Wow. Okay. So um, I bet you a lot of people are thinking, well, why do I need a lawyer? The lawyer is going to take some of my money why don't i do it myself and keep all the money myself um what do you say to those kinds of people listen it's a fair feeling it, it is what it is i'd probably feel the same way if i wasn't an attorney but uh there's reasons why we went to school and why we have this practice and what we know and anybody could do the claim it's not brain surgery however because of our experience and because of the number of uh, cases we're involved with, we know the you know ins and outs and the tricks that these insurance companies pay, uh, play. Sorry, not pay. I wish they paid. So um, it's better to set up with an attorney because they also the insurance carrier takes you seriously as well, and they decide uh, to evaluate the case differently. And sometimes, whenever you're without an attorney, they evaluate it as well as an attorney would have done it. However, coming to an attorney eases your concerns. I take care of everything. I talk to your doctors. I coordinate with you. I make sure you're, you know, uh, feeling better. I'm playing therapist. You know, I am there for you. I'm a phone call away, day and night. I'm an email away. And the uh, response I've gotten from people who have said, why do I need you, is thank you so much because I usually don't like to give up my control. I used to do everything myself, but it's so much easier to know that you're by my side and helping me. Okay, that's a fair statement. Now, uh, I got my car injured, and then I have medical bills. So those are, for, for people who don't know, those are two different things, right? Yeah. One is called property damage, and one is called bodily injury. Bodily injury. So do the attorneys take a piece of each of those? So um, I can't speak for all attorneys. I have heard people take on property damage or a flat fee. 
I'm not sure. I don't want to comment, but I do not. Okay. I honestly, I try to help the client obtain uh, and uh, give any guidance I can on the property damage and facilitating conversation, the inspection with the body shop or whomever they choose. Um, I try to take care of them on the property damage end. I only take a portion off of uh, the bodily injury claim and it's a percentage. And if I don't make them anything, I don't recover it. Okay, so you only take a, a part of the bodily injury? Yes. Okay. Um, and, oh, by the way, what if I, I want to call you or reach out to your office? How do I do that? Well, you go on your cell phone or a landline and you call what? 818-536-7436. Okay, and then if I want to visit you on the web? www.m as in Mary, B as in boy, M as in Mary, attorneys.com. And we'll be sure to include all the links and information uh, in the description of the episode. So if you guys want to talk to Christina, you know how to get a hold of her. Uh, Christina, anything else we left out about um, the accident process or the personal injury process? Oh, I have a question for you sure. before you answer that one. Um, how long does it usually take for an accident case to recover? Well, um, can I get paid tomorrow? I no. get an accident today. It's going to take a few months, if not a few years. Really? Well, it depends on the nature of the accident and the damages. So, if it's a soft tissue, which means no broken bones, a couple of months of visit to the chiropractor or medical uh, doctor or physical therapist, whatever choosing you have. Um, if your images, you know, are you know, negative, like you don't have any disc herniations or protrusions or there's no serious damage. Um, treatments vary from person to person. I've seen it from a month and a half to three to four months. So definitely take that into consideration. And then once I get the reports, I immediately, you know, as soon as I can, I prepare a demand package. I send it to the insurance company and I give them 30 days to respond. They get back to me, you know, a, sh a few short days before the due date and then we start negotiating. So on average, my cases have taken six to nine months on the low impact cases. I do have one serious case where, you know, it's going to hit litigation and uh, it's pretty serious, multiple surgeries, neck surgery, back surgery, hand surgery. So that's going to take a couple of, uh, you know, more months. It's already been a year. If I file, it's going to take another year. Wow. Okay. So the myth that you get in an accident and you get paid next week is, 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 is a myth. It's a myth, yeah. A myth. The most important thing is to get treated. Get treated. Okay? I always tell my clients, don't worry about the payout or don't even worry about being paid because you're lucky that you're alive and that you're you know above ground and you have this opportunity to go get treated. And you're pretty much getting treated almost for free because uh, doctors treat you on a lien. They, get, they also wait to get paid at the end too. So... Take care of yourself. Get treated. Okay. That leads me to another question. So I got three or four doctors that I'm going to, and I got the attorney. In, in what order do I get paid? Do, does everybody else get paid first, and then I get paid? Well, actually, pursuant to the code, the attorney's fees do come off the top. Okay. So, but nobody literally gets a payout immediately. So the settlement check would come in. My practice is I disclose I have to disclose the settlement amount to my client. I have to get the, their approval. Once I get their approval, I have already an understanding from my doctors of how much they're going to take because my client would like to know out of the lump sum settlement, what are they going to take home? 
So if I settle a case for $25,000, that's great. But if the bills are $20,000, medical bills, and I've already taken my 30-35%, the client could do the math. So to me, to advise a client whether or not if they should move forward to litigation or settle at pre-litigation, it's best for me to say, listen, here's how much come off the top for my attorney's fees. Your bills are $20,000, but I've negotiated it to $5,000, $10,000, and the remaining is yours. Okay. And then they can make a, you know informative decision if they want to settle or not. Okay. All right. So now I know how, how it works if I get into an accident. I know where to go. Um, anything else I need to know? Um, just drive carefully. And beware <laughs> of other drivers because even though we're careful drivers, uh, others are, you know, inattentive and that's why it's an accident. Oh, I do have one more question before before we finish this episode. Um, let's say I'm, I'm drunk. Well, legally drunk. I have a 0 0.08 and above BAC, or maybe even 0 0.075. So not legally drunk, but almost. I get rear-ended, right? You get rear-ended. I, okay. get, I get rear-ended. Okay. Well, the insurance company used the fact that I have alcohol in my blood to deny my claim? So um, that's a very particular situation. Right. Um, and you would be the best person to answer this <laughs> given your area of practice in criminal law. Um, so the way um, the law is, is who is at fault? Right. Now, you were drunk legally, but you didn't cause the accident. You're not the proximate cause. Okay. Now, should you be drunk or not is a totally different topic, right? You didn't cause the accident. You're not the actual or proximate cause. So because you got rear-ended, it's their liability. It's their fault. I see. Now, can they use your um, intoxication, the legal in intoxication against it? Should you have swerved, done others, something else, or maybe you stopped in the middle of the road for no reason? Sure, they can. They can always find ways. And like I said, they're going to find every way to try to deny a claim okay. or not accept the claim. Um, so can they use it? Yeah, but you're not the cause. I see. I've okay. seen the reverse. I've seen it when it's uh, someone on pills and or, you know, a drunk driver hitting my clients. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that actually is, uh, is a better scenario. That's a great scenario. A and great you should scenario. definitely call the police at that point <laughs> <laughs> if so, you suspect any uh, form of foul play. Okay. Uh, another scenario I have for you. I'm going to throw all these scenarios sure. at you. So I am a passenger in your car. You had a lamp post. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I get injured. Nobody else hit us. You just hit a lamp post. The reason you hit a lamp post, I don't know. I don't care. Right. I'm injured now. Right. What do I do? Do I sue you? Do I, who do I sue? So you technically could come after my insurance. Okay. And if I have the proper coverages in place, you can attempt to retreat from my, um, from my carrier. So a lot of things I recommend my clients always have is a medical payment coverage. Because even though somebody else is at fault in a rear-end situation um, and I'm injured, I could still tap into my med pay claim as well. And that does nothing to your premiums or your insurance company. So you as a passenger, if I'm at fault, you can tap into my policy if I had med pay or if I had other proper coverages, you can tap into it, especially because I'm the at-fault party. I ran into a lap post. I see. Okay. Now, California law says that everybody has to have car insurance. 
uh, I get rear-ended, I'm not at fault, the other person doesn't have insurance. Uh, can I go, can, can I get reimbursed from my own insurance? A day in the life of all my cases almost <laughs> where I see far too often that um, the at fault party doesn't have proper coverage or they don't have insurance. Hopefully you have proper coverage because there is, um, so California law requires us to have financial responsibility of the minimum policy limits of 15,000, 30,000. Now, a lot of people don't have something what's called UMUIM, underinsured or uninsured motorists. Okay. If you have that coverage, that is when you can tap into your own policy and get uh, your medical benefits and everything else covered for, including UM for PD. Uh, so if the other insurance carrier does, if the other driver has no insurance, you have to tap into yours, assuming you have it. And if you don't have it and you only have one way, like the financial responsibility, then you're, you know, you're out of luck. I see. Okay. Um, I think I, I quizzed you enough about scenarios. <laughs> Unless there's a scenario that I forgot that you think is important. I, I mean, one thing to know is no uh, case is ever the same. Right. No okay. rear end case has ever been the same and everybody's different, but we can talk for days about all the you know, right. experiences or different types of cases. Okay. Well, it, it was a pleasure. I, I learned something new and I hope the viewers and the listeners uh, learn something new as well. Um, again, what was your website? mbmattorneys.com. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, again, we'll be sure to include that. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on. Pleasure, uh, Hopefully, we'll have you on again. Thank you so much. Uh, have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everybody.